Welcome into Sports Betting Daily. How are we doing on a Friday? Today is the 27th, January 27th, 2023. Getting situated here, getting ready for a little podcast. All right. I'm having a little tea, too. I got a little tea here. A little sport tea. Speaking of that, did you see Everton hired uh, Sean Daichi? It's a big hire for uh, for Everton there. All right. On today's show, it's Deep Dive Friday, Handicap Friday. Uh, we'll be doing the Philly-San uh, Francisco game today. So the NFC Championship game in the NFL. Going to know who's in the Super Bowl after this weekend. It's exciting. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I go every year to Vegas for the Super Bowl. So I'm not sure whether I'm going to do shows from Las Vegas this year or we're just going to like pre-record some stuff. But uh, we'll have a whole preview for the Super Bowl. Uh, that'll be uh, nice to do. We'll all get interviews, get other people's advice. It'll be a whole Super Bowl preview here in like a week or so. But uh, we'll talk Philly, San Francisco on today's show. Special thanks to Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy has the best daily fantasy games because you build lineups with player props. So I know a lot of people out there like betting player props, like getting involved with the uh, with the props. Thrive Fantasy has these contests, like uh, these daily fantasy style contests where you build your whole lineup with player props. So you're going for overs and unders and your score, whether it's an over or under that you get for each bet determines whether you, you know, how well you do in the contest. So uh, play DFS style contests, build lineups with player props at Thrive Fantasy or download the app. Put in promo code SBD when you sign up for a deposit match up to $100. All right, let's get to it. Um... God, I just saw this on Twitter. This is nuts. This is from Alfonso Straffin. Alfonso Straffin, Straffan. Who is this person? Equity Research. Okay. Well, he's re- he's being retweeted by a couple prominent people. That's how I came across this tweet. Uh, it says, in Illinois, six out of every 10 parlays played is at FanDuel. So of all the parlay of all the parlays played, six out of every ten parlays are played at FanDuel. Three out of every ten parlays are played at DraftKings, and then one out of the other ten are played somewhere else. So ninety percent of parlays are placed at either FanDuel or DraftKings, and then some other bets for uh, Illinois. Seven of every ten bets made at FanDuel is a parlay. Whew, that's nuts. Seven out of ten bets, seventy percent of the action they take is parlays. Oh my god. I mean, the public is so bad at betting sports. It almost like makes me sometimes be like, maybe I should open a book. Now that's sort of blasphemous. I don't want to say that. I hate bookies. Bookies are the worst. I would never want to join that side. I make a great living doing what I do, but they don't even have to try. I mean, a monkey can open up a sports book and make a great living these days because All of you out there are making such bad bets. This is awful. This is horrible to see. And it's not horrible because, let's not be dramatic here, okay? If it were my money, I'd feel a lot worse about it. It's it's just so eye-opening. I mean, yes, I know that when I talk to my friends and some family members, things like that, they're always making parlays, but this is a big number. Seven out of 10 bets made at FanDuel in Illinois is a parlay. Five out of every 10 made at DraftKings is a parlay. And three out of every 10 made it, others is a parlay. I mean, these numbers are, they actually aren't super surprising, but it's its wild to see what's going on out there, how people are just flushing their money away. Wild, wild stuff. All right, uh, let's get to the, <laughs> now that I brought everyone down there, like I'm not, my, my goal of this show is not to be negative or rip on anybody. It's just to be realistic and talk about what I see. And what I see is a lot of smart people making a lot of stupid decisions. 
Uh, all right, let's get to it. NFL playoffs. Uh, remember, if you want to make this bet, I would recommend betting it at betteredge.com. The reason is you can find better prices there. Simply make more when you win, lose less when you lose, because they've gotten rid of the VIG at Better Edge. B-E-T-T-O-R, like sports, betteredge.com. Put in promo code SBD for a free 20 bucks upon signing up. You don't even have to deposit anything. They just put 20 bucks in there for you with the promo code SBD. All right, so let's get to it. Philly, San Francisco, Philadelphia Eagles hosting San Francisco 49ers. Uh, current line, Philadelphia minus two and a half at minus 110. Let's verify this thing hasn't moved. It's been pretty rock solid. I mean, when you get a line like this, that in days, it may have gone to three for a millisecond, maybe to two for a millisecond, but generally it stayed at two and a half. Uh, it opened up technically, if you like look at the reports, it opened up at three and a half, but that was at one website, Bet Online, and it was at three and a half for, let's check it. It opened up three and a half on the 7.35 on the 22nd. It opened three and a half and then dropped to three by 7.36. So a minute later, it had already taken enough money to drop to three. And then it dropped to two and a half by 7.42. So just six minutes after that. So it took a total of seven minutes for the three and a half to disappear. I mean, that's how fast these things go, is if you're not there. And by the way, the people betting that were taking uh, San Fran plus three and a half. And it has not been available since. There have been some threes. It's gone back up to three, but not three and a half. That's how, how quickly those things go. And that's how you have to be on bet online at 7.22 when they release that. Right, you have to have an account there, have money in there. No one else released that. I'm looking up uh, the Westgate, Circa, even like you know, like a My Bookie or like other websites online. Yeah. So, and, and, and interesting there. I think that's interesting. Sorry if you found that to be boring, but I like to see how things open up. But this has been rock solid, two and a half pretty much all week long. Uh, let's start with my power rankings. I've got San Francisco overall, the fourth best team in the NFL. I have them with the sixth best offense and the number two defense. Uh, Philadelphia, I have overall number three, offense number three, and defense number four. Give me just a second before I do this. I'm going to go get a drink of water. I'm going to pause this real quick. All right. <clears throat> we are back. Had some water, a, little pist- a couple pistachios. Um, where were we? Overall ranking, San Fran, fourth overall, uh, sixth offense, number two defense. By the way, before you start going crazy, the number six offense, this is just my numbers driven, math driven. I use a lot of other resources too, like from whether it's paid or online resources to make these numbers. So, um, six best offense, number two defense, Philadelphia, number three, overall number three offense, and number four defense. Let's compare that with uh, Football Outsiders. Football Outsiders has overall San Francisco two, Philadelphia three. Offense rankings, they've got Philadelphia third, San Fran seventh. So there was a spot behind me for the uh, offense rankings. And then defense, uh, DVOA, Football Outsiders, has San Fran number one and Philadelphia number six. So uh, that's what Football Outsiders has. To me, when you boil this down and try and make an actual number here, I get the two and a half, and I understand why the market is where it is, because it's so tough to find any real separation between these teams. I mean, when you just look at the handicapping, the X's and O's, and that's why it's going to be a bit of a different approach today, because one team's strength is another team's strength. Like, there's not a lot of things you look at in this game and see a huge edge for one team or another. So to me... 
I get why a lot of people think two and a half seems about right for home field. Uh, I also think that it's so hard to find value in things like the NFL Conference Championship with other handicapping approaches like travel, you know, common games, weather, things like that. It's not going to be useful in this. I think you're wasting your time if you're using the obvious to handicap a, mag- a game with a magnitude like this. So what we're going to do and spend our time doing in this handicap is what I think is the profitable thing to do. Discuss why certain things are being looked at incorrectly in the market, at least why we think so. So I've got three of them. Uh, I think we could start off with Brock Purdy. And I am certainly not a Brock Purdy hater. As a matter of fact, I think Brock Purdy is doing well right now. I think he's he's grading high in a lot of different situations. He's getting rid of the football. He's running the offense. Like That's what's important. Can he run Shanahan's offense and execute what needs to be done because the quarterback doesn't need to be the star as we've seen time and time again you know whether it was you know Jimmy G rating from 15 to 20 consistently on PFF whether it was Nick Mullins for a couple games in there or it's it's Brock Purdy so I think it's a little bit of both I think Brock Purdy is really pretty uh, a pretty good quarterback and obviously Shanahan is an offensive wizard and so those two things go together and I think he's looked good but the question is has he looked good enough to warrant a line like this with with San Francisco going on the road in the NFC Championship game things change in the NFC Championship there's a lot of different things football's an interesting game even though they only play 17 games or whatever it is 18 games now um it, it, it's it's enough of a season. It's it's a weird compact season to where you get a lot of games. Whether it's a turnaround from a, a, a Sunday night to a, a Thursday night, where teams simply don't have time to install new packages, or let's say you're playing a division opponent and they know what you're going to do, and it's early in the year, you're not going to install or show anything new, right? It's early in the season. A lot of teams wait and do that later on. So what you get in the NFL playoffs are teams who go all out and put everything they've got out there. And that's not just with the scheme, that's with the players too. So it's a very different atmosphere. And you have to ask yourself, can San Francisco and Brock Purdy keep doing this in a different setting on the road? I know he's looked good so far. Can he keep up? And I'm not saying this is not an argument for it's due. He's going to look bad eventually. I think that's crazy. He's looked good. Why would we just think he's going to fall off the cliff? That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is I think there's things Philadelphia can do to mess up San Francisco's game plan. Philadelphia this season in the NFL, has showed the third most looks defensively. They don't have to play one specific style like you see a lot of other defenses do. They can mix it up. They can be versatile, get a lot of different players in there. Philadelphia, by the way, with these great defensive rankings, in my rankings, they were the fourth best defense. Football Outsiders has them as the number six best defense. And by the way, Football Outsiders also has them as the number one unadjusted passing defense. Number one in the league, Philadelphia. So if that number one passing defense plays consistent like they have all year, by the way, I think they will. In terms of variance, they're one of the best teams in the league. So if Philadelphia, and I believe they can, can focus more on the rush and short passing game, I think they can do a lot of what San Francisco and we haven't seen yet this year and force Brock Purdy to make some mistakes because I think the short passing game is going to be key. Getting it to... All these playmakers for San Francisco. And by the way, since Christian McCaffrey came over, they are a different team in terms of the output statistically. But I don't think it's just going to be handoff, handoff. There's going to be, in my opinion, a lot of short passes this game. And I think Philadelphia is going to be ready for it. Now, how ready for it? Ready for it enough to where I think it'll start impacting the value here. Because 
my pick, I'll get my pick out right now. My pick is Philadelphia minus two and a half at minus 110. And the reason is, I think that this line should be minus three. This is not some crazy, I think they're going to shut Brock Purdy down. This is not some... Uh, like, like, like I'm fading San Francisco. I think San Francisco, San Francisco is a great team. I just have my line, Philadelphia minus three, if not like minus 3.25, but we won't get into that. And the line's two and a half. Like by definition, that's a bet you should make every time if you're confident in your numbers. And I'm confident in this number because of the reasons I'm going to talk about. I think, like I said, Philadelphia's defense will be able to do a lot we haven't seen yet. I think they're going to surprise Brock Purdy to a degree, but I just think that it matches up well because when you look at certain things like getting pressure, right? I think they're going to be able to to, to pressure Purdy when he's had a little more time to work just because of what uh, uh, Hassan Reddick has done this year. And I mean, with him getting double teams, if he does, it opens up the other side. So so that's one aspect uh, that I'm that I'm kind of looking at past the numbers and past the the, you know, this is a dive into the X's and O's. It's something that I think is being overlooked a little bit. Uh, another defensive aspect is the motion. There's been a lot made about how effective San Fran is off of motion, but Philadelphia is one of the best teams at stopping the motion. So this season, uh, San Fran was, I think, number one in the NFL, if not if not number two, at using motion. And then with Brock Purdy in the game, since Brock Purdy's gone in, they've used it 73% of the times on dropbacks. Okay, this includes the playoffs. 73% of the time, and in those dropbacks, Brock Purdy has a QBR of 80.0. So that's that's very, very high. He's number one in the NFL in yards per attempt. But the Eagles' pass defense this season allowed the lowest QBR, 33.2, and the third lowest yards per attempt, 6.3, to opposing uh, teams when they ran motion. So Philly's seen this all season long, and they do well at it. This is a fast defense. So things start to come together to where I'm saying, okay, I get what everyone's, I get why everyone's up on San Francisco. I understand this is a great football team, but when you start to look at the little differences, Philly's playing at home, I think we are tipping the scales towards three being the right number here. So that's the first thing. Brock Purdy and Philadelphia's defense, I think they'll be able to do enough. The second thing is the overall ability, and again, this is my three things that I think are uh, either being overlooked or incorporated incorrectly into the line. The second thing is the overall ability for uh, Kyle Shanahan's play calling to win this game. That's what it's going to be. If San Francisco goes to the Super Bowl, like <laughs> Kyle Shanahan may deserve more credit. I mean, this guy is a machine when he gets the right quarterback in his system. And I think that Kyle or that, uh, Brock Purdy can be that quarterback. The whole question is, can they be good enough to win the NFC Championship on the road right now, this year, after this many starts? That's what this is all about. I'm not arguing next year, the future, Brock Purdy's career. It's about this weekend. And I wonder, can Shanahan take this over himself? It's not going to be Shanahan versus Stefanski. I'll take Shanahan all day. But that's what it's going to come down to. Shanahan's going to have to do enough himself calling that offense to win that game Madden style. I'll, I'm gonna, I'd call it a Madden style win, right? Where Shanahan just takes that thing over and, I mean, just has the best play call of his life. But we all have recency bias and we all bet and react on what we saw last or at least recent. And if you remember, the narrative for a long time was, yeah, Kyle Shanahan's good, but... Without Jimmy G, what was it in December of, of the 2022, just a couple months ago, he was nine and 29 without Jimmy G. 
Now, I know, again, like I said, there's a reason they're winning, but it does come back to Brock Purdy. Can he fill that, those shoes, NFC Championship on the road this weekend? And number three, I think it's being overlooked too much in what I talked about earlier in the podcast, that this is a different game. The NFL changes in the playoffs, and that's not just everyone, that's not just a schematic approach, that's the player's approach too. And I think it's being overlooked too much that Jalen Hurts' specific play style will change. He'll be more aggressive. He'll run more. I'm not saying he's going to go, you know, throw injury, you know, caution to the wind and, and not worry about that. But he's going to run a lot more than he would if this were week, whatever, in the regular season. Fill in the blank. So we're going to see a different Jalen Hurts, a different game plan, different offensive style. And we may see both teams, actually, if they're running short passes. We may see, you know, a little lean towards the under here as well. I'm not going to talk about the over-under. But I think Philadelphia is going to have success running the football. Remember, San Francisco is elite defensively. I think that uh, uh, their DVOA, where they first overall, number one DVOA in the NFL, it's a good defense. They haven't allowed 70 yards. How long has that been? They've had a streak. I think it's 27 games without allowing a rusher to suppress 70 yards on the ground. Jalen Hurst is going to have a big day, I think, on the ground. So a lot of things pulling and tugging, but at the end of the day, for those reasons, and I'm not going to talk about offensive line matchups. I'm not going to talk about secondary matchups, things like that. There are so many things in this game where Philly excels, but so does San Francisco. Well, San Francisco does this well here, but so does Philly. So both butting heads, we, we shouldn't handicap the obvious stuff. If you're handicapping the obvious stuff, you're going to waste your time. What we do in a handicap like this is what we just went through. Find certain things, and this is just use this for other examples, right? Whether it's the Super Bowl, other big playoff games. If it's a huge game like this and you know it's going to be a pretty accurate line, especially now, we're recording on a Friday afternoon for a Sunday NFL game. By now, it's so hyper-efficient. If you think there's going to be value in, in either side, it has to be for reasons you think are just mispriced. They know, the market knows about them. We just disagree with the pricing. So that is it for today's show. We are going Philadelphia minus two for the NFC Championship. Good luck, whatever you have going on today, tonight. Hope you catch some winners. We'll talk to you tomorrow early for a Saturday morning's quick picks right here on Sports Betting Daily.